It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Part 12. I get rescued by Mexican co-workers. My new company was called Esperanza Siempre. Well, obviously this is a book where the names and places are tweaked to obfuscate their identity, but my new company was called something ridiculous in Spanish. So for the purpose of giving my job a name in this book, I picked Always Hope and wrote it in Spanish. Isn't it funny how counseling places selling self-empowerment always call themselves something pseudo-inspirational? In my experience, what most clients need are direct cash payments. Sure, counseling has its place, but the members of my community are impoverished without hope, and direct cash payments would resolve two-thirds of their challenges. But instead, they go to places called Esperanza Siempre and talk to counselors for an hour so business people can bill health insurance. Does it do any good? Who knows? I accepted a job I didn't really want because by now I had located an apartment complex willing to overlook my credit problems. I wasn't moved in yet, but I was aware of my ability to move if I could afford the penalties associated with said credit problems. The apartment complex wasn't sprawling like my past place in the foothills, but smaller and built by brick in the 1970s. I was worried about the location and surrounding crime, but so far, after what felt like hundreds of rejections, its leasing office was the only property management to offer me a lifeline from Tammy. I was to pay both the first and last month's rent, a triple-size security deposit, and an additional payment to waive the credit check. To make the total payment, I was going to need income more steady than substitute teaching. And I also naively thought there might be truth to being told I could eventually move over to the teaching side of the business. Esperanza Siempre had gone through some changes between the short time since my interview and my first day. The nice grandmotherly lady was unceremoniously cast out, and the businesswoman without empathy was the de facto leader of the behavioral health side of the organization. She moved the clinic into a newly renovated building across the street from the affiliated high school and into the same parking lot as the affiliated middle school. I was sad to no longer be reporting to the grandma with empathy, but the businesswoman soon disappeared from the daily lives of us employees. Businesswoman's interests were luncheons, corporate meetings, travel for the sake of traveling, talking to the media, hiring people simply to grow the staff, several people had nothing to do all day, and doing sketchy shit with grants. For example, she kept accepting money for the purpose of helping homeless teenagers. Now, for all its problems, Arizona doesn't exactly have a pervasive homeless teenager problem. So the quota for helping 500 homeless teenagers was always unobtainable. In the whole time I worked at Esperanza Siempre, we only ever met one legitimately homeless teenager. My job 
was to teach life skills to juvenile probationers. The job was cushy because the teens sent to Esperanza Siempre by their probation officers were almost always polite because they needed us to provide positive reports to their judges. Our building was also set up like a recreation center, and none of us were real counselors. My upstairs office had three windows, several computer monitors, video games, my desk, and a table. I had to tell businesswomen to stop adding computer monitors to my office because I had no use for them. But because she wanted everything to look modern and flashy, I'd have to figure out what to do with each month's new monitor. I randomly mounted additional monitors to the wall and let them display news crawls or ocean waves all day. Our downstairs had a movie theater, a kitchen, a laundry room for those non-existent homeless teenagers, and a pool hall. There were plenty of days where we just shot pool. Another perk of Esperanza Siempre was that all my coworkers were Mexican and loved taking care of me, feeding me, and supporting me. I would be in the middle of a session with a client in my office, and they would barge in with hot food. So my client and I would stop and eat tamales, fajitas, barbacoa, or whatever other goodies I had coming to me that day, courtesy of my very generous Mexican co-workers. There was the old alpha male co-worker who brought in the only legitimate business. He was a retired probation officer, and through his court contacts, we received a steady stream of referrals. Without old alpha male, our business was only the sham grants fraudulently solicited by businesswomen. There was a former probationer, still a teen, who now worked in our bike shop. The idea behind the bike shop was that thanks to a deal with the transportation department, we would receive all the unclaimed bicycles left on buses. Bike shop teen would then refurbish them with probationers who earned some kind of mechanic certificate. The bikes would then become charitable donations to foster care or sold to reinvest into our youth programs. Bike Shop Teen immediately gifted me a nice bike with solid rubber tires. We later discovered that he mostly stole inventory and sold it for personal profit. Until I helped bring over a former co-worker from my now smoldering group home company, I was the only white person. My group home buddy arrived all fired up to help homeless teens and was surprised to find out we didn't know any. He struggled with sitting around getting paid to do nothing, but I enjoyed the leisurely days and the free tacos. Most importantly, I worked with an old alpha female co-worker who should have been in the position occupied by businesswoman. If she were in charge, the clinic could have really been a force for good in the lives of teenagers, homeless or otherwise. Instead, she was propped up as an assistant to businesswoman and made to be the randomized department director many times over for however many sham grants arrived. She became increasingly overwhelmed by the absurdity of the grants for which she was supposed to respond with business solutions. Just imagine driving around trying to find homeless teenagers. Eventually, she went crazy and just made herself the honorary lunch lady and cooked food in the kitchen for us and the probationers here for life skills counseling. 
One day I opened up to old alpha female about my abusive living situation and how I was having coerced sex every night under the threat of being homeless. She responded by coming into my office an hour later with a rubber banded roll of $100 bills amounting to what I needed to rent my own apartment. In absolute disbelief, I thanked her profusely and promised to pay her back. And I eventually finished paying her back. She told me to leave right then and there and go reserve an apartment in that little brick complex built in the 1970s. I flew down the street at felony speeds and leased an upstairs apartment that would be ready in a couple of weeks. I've never before or after had co-workers like my Mexican family... It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.